Okay, hello everybody. I often begin these episodes by saying today is Monday, today is Wednesday, or today is Friday, but I've been on another channel for the last several days called Astro Psych 400. It is available here on YouTube. You can listen to it for free, just like the same way that you listen to and watch BBOR. And um, Astro Psych 400 has a video. I'm warning you in advance, I do appear on camera. But that's where I've been. However, I just wanted to touch base one more time because a lot of things have been in the world of true crime news. So this is going to be quite similar to last week's episode. It's going to be like the AMA where I respond to your questions and comments, the Ask Me Anything, and we can go through them together. It's also going to be like the true crime talk radio, just looking at some published news sources and responding to them. And it's also going to be dropping some announcements. But the first one that I would like to do is relevant to this channel, Black Box Online Radio. And I asked this last week, but I said, I'm going to be starting a deep dive podcast segment after I conclude the Astro Psych 400 series, which is going to be um, probably in about 10 days. I mean, going through all of the 12 zodiac signs. Yes, reading up on the zodiac killer got me very curious about astrology. And I just simply wanted to respond to some of the mainstream literature, mainstream articles on it. I'm very skeptical of that stuff, and I think if you're skeptical of astrology, you might like Astro Psych 400 even more. But the four choices that I've proposed for a podcast segment would be um, on the murder of Sherry Jo Bates, the murder of Ray Davis, the Swindle murders, that's um, Johnny Ray and Joyce Swindle, or the disappearance of Donna Lass. So you can simply just put your answer in the comments section, um, just by name. You can just write Sherry Jo Bates or Donna Lass or Ray Davis or The Swindles. Which one would you like to hear about as a deep dive podcast segment? And what what the thing I'm talking about is once a week over a period of weeks or months, I will be doing a show dedicated to that mystery. And... There's a difference between doing a podcast segment over a period of four months and doing one over the period of four years, because I've been listening to the Tate LaBianca radio program, which is hosted by Brian Davis and Tana Laufenberg, and they've been following the Tate LaBianca murders and Charles Manson for 15 years, and they can do things like reading 5,000 pages of transcripts, and not only that, but having all the notations like marking this page number 4,996 and so on, and then they can refer back to all of those things. What I'm imagining for this deep dive podcast segment is watching documentaries, listening to other podcasts, reading news articles, and definitely trying to get in touch with uh, documents from the case files of any of those cases there. One more time, the uh, choices would be Sherry Jo Bates, Ray Davis, the Swindle murders, and the disappearance of Donna Lass. So you can just write down um, whichever one you would like to hear about in the comments section, and I'm just going to be counting up the votes. I did this uh, once last year in the same way for the um, deep dive, not really a deep dive segment, that was in 2018. This was just the book discussion that was on either the myth of the Zodiac Killer or the uh, Zodiac Manson connection open discussion, which, um, but I ended up doing the myth of the Zodiac Killer. What a good transition to talk about the next piece of news. 
there's going to be a very special episode of the Stones Unturned podcast, which is hosted by that guy who wrote the book, The Myth of the Zodiac Killer. His name is Thomas Henry Horan, and he is no stranger to this channel. He contacted me privately to share something that was a very big piece of news in relation to the Son of Sam case, David Berkowitz and the shootings that took place in the 1970s in New York. Before I say more about the Son of Sam case, I also highly recommend Manny Grossman's channel. He does a lot of walkthroughs of the Son of Sam locations where the murders took place, and you can see some of these quote-unquote lover's lanes in New York about how, um, about, like, how, um, oddly placed they are. Like, one of them was just feet away from a row of houses. So I think that it provides a very strong window into the true crime world, and you can see very clearly that um, people will you turn anything into a lover's lane if given the uh, opportunity to do so. But yes, uh, Thomas Horan contacted me about a discovery that may have been made in the Son of Sam case, and um, I was uh, really quite caught off guard with this because he said uh, something that, it turns out I was right. Craig Glassman faked his death. I mean, that is um, the uh, even the subject of this email here. Craig Glassman faked his own death. And I was just thinking about, like, Craig Glassman. Oh, I know I know that name, but where do I know that name from? And, of course, after just glancing at the email for a second, he's talking about the Son of Sam case. But um, he will do the. He will discuss this in detail on his show. And I was just looking um, at YouTube, and there was an announcement that was put out by the Professor Dad channel. He now has two channels, Thomas Horn. That is, he's going to be putting out the uh, Stones Unturned episode on his Professor Dad channel, which came out first. So that'll be coming out this weekend. But he says one big reason I've been stalling so much this year is it took forever for New York City to get back to me. Well, it turns out I was right. Craig Glassman faked his death. No such death certificate on file. Craig Glassman faked his death in a car crash Halloween night in 1991, and his grown daughter not only visits David Berkowitz in prison, but brags about it. She posted twice on my pro boards, and twice I've asked her for a death certificate. No response, and now I know why. I don't have to tell you what this means. If Glassman undoubtedly faked his own death with cooperation from the local and national media, then who else did? I see no reason to believe that the corpse buried in John Carr's grave is John Carr, and now, this? Who else? Who else supposedly died in a car crash? Michael Carr? Who else? When I receive the, the paper copy of the official response, I will scan it and post it. And to provide a little bit of uh, context about Craig Glassman and his role of, in the Son of Sam case, I'm there is a New York Times article that was published in 1977 that has been uploaded, and I'm not the biggest fan of the New York Times, but it's titled, Neighbor Who Got Threat Letters Was at Arrest Site. And um, if you just learn a little bit about Craig Glassman, he is going to be someone who is viewed as the man who was terrorized by the son of Sam Shooter, the man who was terrorized by David Berkowitz. White Plains, New York, August 11th, 1977. Craig Glassman was still reeling at the irony of it all and a little stunned at how he, the Westchester County Sheriff's Office, and the Yonkers Police Department had apparently stumbled into the year-long search for the 44 caliber killer. When it ended last night, Mr. Glassman, a 29-year-old Westchester County Auxiliary Deputy Sheriff, was there. 
and aided the New York City police in the arrest of David Berkowitz, the man they suspect is the son of Sam. It's the most bizarre story you've ever heard, said Mr. Glastman. And um, this is uh, not the same guy, but this is Mr. Glastman, who also uh, made that comment there. A man who lived in the same apartment building as David Berkowitz had suspected that Berkowitz was responsible for four rambling, frequently obscene, and always threatening letters that he received since June. The last letters came on August 6th, just after someone po someone had set fire in front of Mr. Glassman's door. It was after that that he and Yonkers police began watching the comings and goings of his quiet, uncommunicative neighbor whom he had never met. In the letters, Mr. Glassman, the writer's world is one people with demers, Satan, and apocalyptic references to the streets running red with blood at judgment. Mr. Glassman emerges as the master and the writer as the slave, but the paragraph written is nearly illegible. Okay, well, um, I'm, I'm just going to jump in and provide a little bit of context here. If you read that uh, particular letter, it does talk about how um, it's almost as if the son of Sam is saying, I am doing these things, but it's because Craig Glassman is the master. And uh, Mr. Glassman emerges as the master, but um, the writer is the slave. The paragraph is written in nearly illegible scroll on blue line notebook paper. Mr. Glassman was at one point Craig Darling, at another point a force that the letter writer wrote, drove me into the night to do your bidding. True, I am the killer, but Craig, the killings are your command. That's very famous from the Son of Sam case. He wrote in one letter received in the mail on August 6th. I shall see you standing naked at the judgment seat. Upon your condemnation, the world shall rise in jubilation. The terrible wicked Craig is dead. They shall shout. And as you can see, um, Thomas Horne's going to be talking about something related to this guy, Craig Glassman, the person who's receiving these letters from the Son of Sam, the person whom the Son of Sam, David Berkowitz, is calling his master. I am the slave, and you, Craig Glassman, are the master may have gone on to fake his own death. Mr. Glassman, an unsalaried corporal at the Auxiliary Emergency Services Unit of the Sheriff's Office, is also a registered nurse and worked for Monte Fiore Hospital in the Bronx. Maybe he saw Craig as a symbol of authority, someone said, noting that Mr. Glassman often wore the forest green uniform of the Sheriff's Department. Maybe he thought Craig was sent there to spy on him. And this article goes on for a while, but just uh, one more time, I would like to cite the source. This is called Neighbor Who Got Threat Letters Was at Arrest Site, and it was, by, it was written by Ronald Smothers, August 12, 1977, talking all about David Berkowitz and the Son of Sam case. So um, to provide a little bit more context about um, why Thomas Warren was looking into this, Prior to being involved in the world of the Zodiac Killer, he was a fraud investigator, and in his own terms, he became a specialist fraud investigator for people who have faked their own death. And there are actually a couple different uh, layers to this, because there's another um, element of fraud that was explored, and that is, I think, if I can paraphrase some things I've heard Thomas Horan say before, if somebody murders their business partner to try and take over the business, or if someone 
murder somebody to collect the life insurance policy. Maybe that's a better example. What I call the forensic files murder because every other um, every other episode of Forensic Files is a, is a story like that. Someone is killed for insurance money. That person has not only committed murder but they've also committed fraud. It's just not widely talked about in the media. So then um, this is why Thomas Horn looks at it from this angle. He says that he was a professional on this in the past. And I responded to him by saying, this could be a big discovery. Um, and I, I asked him, do you want this on or off the record? Meaning, do you want to, me to say anything? I mean, like if you want to just you know, keep this uh, discovery to yourself and upload it on your channel, uh, that that's fine by me, and then I can respond later. But he said, I will do a live episode detailing the entire hoax this Saturday, but I don't mind publicizing the facts as far and wide as possible. I want everybody and their dog asking Shayna Glassman as many nosy questions as possible. She has contacted me a couple of times. Both times I've asked her for a copy of Craig Glassman's death certificate. No response. Now we know why. How all this fits together in the big picture will take a long time on the podcast but there's no point in keeping this particular discovery under wraps until then. And then if all goes well, we can try and schedule something in the future. Okay, so um, please look out for Professor Dad this uh, weekend, and then the episode will also be on the Stones Unturned podcast. If you're listening to this at a, at a future date, you can check that out on Thomas Horan's channel, and also visit some of the older Son of Sam episodes here on Black Box Online Radio. You can hit that like button and subscribe, and... I will remind you guys that the show is available for free downloads at Launchpad DM, formerly no, Launchpad One, I think it's called, formerly known as Launchpad DM. Yeah, it'd be great if I got the name of the website right. No, it used to be called Launchpad DM. Now it's called Launchpad One. But no matter what, there's a link to that in the description box. Launchpad One is the user-generated affiliate of Black Box Online Radio, and a great way to support this. Um, uh, this channel is just by listening to some more content. And you can um, download the show, take it on the go. It's free using Launchpad 1, Launchpad DM, whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> um, that thing that um, is there. Okay. But um, 